he's right here, so. Oh, he topped Whoa. it. He cold topped it. Okay. Go. Yeah. Oh, he shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he out of sync. Welcome to the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by Kevin and Mark, as always. And we had a stellar week of golf there, didn't we, on the old, uh, on every tour, to be honest? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Great tour it back, isn't it? The European tour. Oh, mate. PGA tour. Better time. LPGA Better time tour. as well, man. That waking up. Waking up, because obviously it's lockdown. Waking up and the golf's just on the telly. Yeah, it was on it's from like 8am. It's lovely, isn't it? Like, it's, you're not waiting till four bells or like watching replays and all that nonsense. You're just up. Yeah, you can have your brekkie, you be chilling, and, and the golf's just on. It's boss. Yeah, it's good with the time difference as well, because Abu Dhabi are four hours behind us. You're getting it from eight in the morning, aren't you? The top players are just playing right through till two, three in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then obviously with the delays and the um, the stuff on the first day, it like extended a little bit, but then the coverage went off, didn't it, on the first day? Well, my head fell off. I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, there's no way that they're just going to give us two hours of play. I didn't realise that it was delayed because of fog. Yeah. But I only seen that, that yeah. after. I was like, surely they're not only giving us an hour and a half of this. And then obviously the next day we got the full we got the full six hours coverage um, and, and, and more because they had to play catch up. But we'll come on to that. Uh, we'll do yeah, our normal reviews. Uh, how's things with you, mate? It's all good. Missing it. Yeah. I'm missing it like like yeah. mad. Like I, I just keep walking past me set and holding my clubs. And I was doing a bit of obviously the putting, got a putting map, but it gets a bit boring, doesn't it? So you start trying to like do your chips, bump and runs and different things. But then you get bored of that. And you just start trying to slam dunk it, don't you? Nearly put on the windows in there. They say, yeah, the ball going right through the drywall. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we're not on the course, we still managed to lose balls. Crazy. Exactly. I actually did lose a ball in my living room there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I've just same. been cracking, cracking on with like trying to keep fit and stuff and keep active and just even stick to me morning routines and stuff, even though I'm not, I've got nowhere to be or whatever. I'm just getting up and like trying to meditate and like have me showers and like and try and get a workout in every day and just stay on top of things. Yeah, it's important, isn't it? Because when the courses do open, you want to be at the uh, give yourself the best advantage to get back to it as quick as possible. So if your flexibility is there, your fitness is there, your putting's still sharp, then a couple of sessions on the range and you should start getting those feelings back pretty quick. Yeah, well, coach, obviously coach David said that he was like, sent me the, the Northern Order of Merit schedule. And like, obviously that was in my goals and he's, he's, he's an avid listener now, isn't he? So he's, yeah. he's, on, he's, on, me, he's on me back about um, entering tournaments and doing this and doing that. And he's like, and it's it, they're all thirty six holes, and, and it, that's a slog. Like when when yeah. he was like sixteen, seventeen. So now you're getting on a bit. Yeah. Like I just and so we end up going on a big run through the pine woods up sand dunes and everything. Thinking I was like military getting the training in. <laughs> it's not that intense. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think I nearly put myself out for the season doing it. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. But yeah, so. There's not really much that we can talk about from our golf, but there's been quite a bit of news um, in the golf industry, so it's good that we can, can bring that once a week now. Um, first well, of yeah, all, we, as it's like it's a platform for people to become. Most some people like I know that have messaged me saying they don't even watch the golf; they only catch up from the golf on our podcast. Can be half a news platform now, isn't it? <laughs> 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 <Or> broadcasters, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant. First, um, first piece of news is Donald Trump's owned Bedminster course has been replaced by Southern Hills for next year's PGA Championship. Uh, the um, PGA of America have stripped the course, advising it would damage the PGA's brand. What's your thoughts on that? 
Well, I know it got stripped a few weeks ago, didn't it? We mentioned it, but replaced it quite quick, haven't they, really, when you think about it? Yeah, they have, yeah. I mean, just... they've got quite a bit of time before it. That's what, yeah, yeah. Southern Hills, Oklahoma, is that? I, I'm not very unsure on that. Very yeah, I unsure. I think it's Oklahoma, yeah. Fact check. Good start. Fact but, yeah. check. Southern Hills, yeah. So, again, it's just another example of what he's done. Um, inciting those Fucking riots, impeachments, yeah. Obviously, we're not a political, not a political podcast with a golf podcast, but obviously Donald Trump is. Yeah, but we like to delve into everything, don't we? <laughs> Bit of controversy. It's good of them to 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 have changed that so quickly. I'm just fact checking there. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, you were bang on point there with that one. So we well go. done. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Well done. Fact there you go, David. It. Fact checked live. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they've done well. I don't know if they've done well or they've rushed it. Or I don't know whether they've, they've thought about it before they've actually stripped them and they were going to already replace them. But it does seem quite quick, doesn't it? To be fair. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It makes you no. think how the, what the thought process, process is behind something like that. You know, how P, the PGA in itself, it's not like a US Open where they have to go for specific like, like courses that are yeah. going to, yeah, to get them prepared with the rough and everything. Um, like Hudson Swafford said, our new mate. Um, hey. The PGA Championship, it's it's it is pr- pr- probably a birdie fest when you compare it to the other majors. So as yeah. I imagine it's probably an easier decision to make than than say they have to change the US Open because they have to prepare the rough and things. Well, if you look at the British Open, it's laid out in it as to what what year every like you know it's going to be in like five, ten, ten years, don't you? Like or, or whatever. Like it's quite far ahead, isn't it? There's like, a couple, yeah, out. couple, so couple is, of times. Yeah. Has that just been moved forward? Everyone moved forward one or what? It doesn't. It What's doesn't seem. It, it doesn't seem so. No, it seems like it's no. a direct replacement. Yeah. So they've they've the, oh, well. the bed the Bedminster course is gone, and that's just been replaced with Southern Hills. So 2023, if that has been announced, I'm not too sure. Um, then that, I imagine that would stay the same. No, right. Yeah. yeah. But another no. news. The, the the one piece of news that disappointed me more than anything was Tiger Woods fifth back surgery, oh, man. They, they say they saying he's out indefinitely. Um, but it's, it's no, interesting. But then did you see him floating off his yacht with his two dogs? Yeah, it's yeah, but that's so walking, like he just seemed like obviously there is a difference between walking and and uh, hitting a golf ball. But if he can walk, he can chip and he can put, surely can he? Yeah, yeah, well, he must be able to. I don't, I don't know whether he's playing at the moment and practicing, but they say um, he's targeting the Masters. So yeah. I'm, I'm gutted he's going to miss the Florida swing with the WGC and then the Arnold Palmer and the plays. He's going to miss all. He's going to miss all that. So yeah. I was, I was open to see him back for that. To be fair, and get really hyped up for Tiger playing well and seeing and gauge how he's playing right up to the Masters. But we all know Tiger; well, he can turn up at any tournament and win it anyway, can't he? It's inactivity, though, isn't it? You need you need to be playing really, don't you? But it's you. I remember a couple of years ago we joined the Genesis, didn't he? Which is on that swing, and and he, and yeah. he like I remember they had to um, they had to do something with the crowds and with the tickets. They had to extend like the all the stands and bring in extra stands and all that because he joined quite late. And then obviously <laughs> once people hear targets going to town, they they had to rechange all the um, like all the, the spectating galleries and all that. Interesting. That's on that, that little. That, that, yeah, yeah. That that was a couple of years ago, about four or five years ago. That and then obviously I think he must have been. Playing in that every like whenever he could sort of thing, but it's fail as well. It's on that swing, isn't it? Which is obviously he's very the Arnold of. Palmer, yeah, yeah, the Arnold so. Palmer invitation, yeah. I know this is it. There's a there's a massive a massive schedule of tournaments, and then there's a week a week gap before the Masters once the Florida swing finishes. It's very, just a, it's just oh, I just pray for him to be back, man. 
This is it. Well, Rory's come out and said that, and he said they should be back for the Masters, and he said in Tiger's words, it was a small procedure. But the fact that he's saying he should be back for the Masters, and they're not given a date of when he's going to be back, he's saying he's out indefinitely, but he's targeting the Masters. It's like, oh, come on, we need to see him at the Masters, surely. And on the star sheet, like ASAP, get us all <laughs> happy again. <laughs> The Tiger Woods talk that brings us nicely onto the Tiger Woods documentary, and um, we've obviously we, we've got that now on our on our television screens, and we've caught up with it. So give us your give us your thoughts on that. I can see why everyone was fuming, like Stetlam, his agent, and people close to him, and saying like Tiger's going to hate this and stuff like that because it's it does show him in a bad light, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, especially like it shows him, Yeah, it shows him in Vegas with hookers with like. Doing all this sort of things, like they've built it up to that, though, haven't they? Because at the end of part one, where they're talking about uh, Tiger's dad in the Winnebago and what he was up to, and we we sort of we sort of put that in Tiger's head. Uh, so they were sort of building up some sort of characteristics as into um, this is possibly why Tiger went down that road because of because of that. Yeah, I think that that golf pro just wanted to prove that he wasn't a virgin. To be honest. <laughs> Me and me and Earl had sex. Sorry, Tiger. I was like, "Fuck you, you little grass." <laughs> he was a bane out him, wasn't he? Oh, and I was just like, "Why?" Like, obviously, you can see Tiger's cutthroat in with his relationships. He's just like gone, Dina, uh, gone, golf pro, gone, Steve Williams. As soon as he had the Adam Scott, that 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 pissed me off. That was what? one point that that pissed me off. The cutting Steve Williams out. Well, look, he said, don't go and caddy for him. And he said, I'm going to go and do it. So then, but he, said, but he said at first, yeah, and then changed his mind the day before. Well, yeah, well, then he, listen, look, at, he even said to Joe LaCarva, Tiger said, you can go and caddy for whoever you want. And then Joe was like, no, no I think I'll stick here. Obviously, he must have learned his lesson from Stevie, <laughs> thinking, yeah, I've got it. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. Do you know what I mean? And Tiger, okay, but yeah, okay, but then fair enough. So, all right, he sacked him, but to cut him out of his life. Unless Adam Scott's done something seriously bad to Tiger and they hate each other, and that's the reason why you've gone behind me back. But it, they were best friends, you know what I mean? Like they, they he were, probably they were, does, he's probably he's, he's only got room in his life for what he needs, really, hasn't he? That's that's the bit that I didn't like, though. No, it, it is that is bad, but that's what happens with greatness and, and with these people. Like it's lonely at the top, they say, don't they? And, yeah, and, I suppose, and like yeah. like um, Chris Han- was it Gandhi or Chris Hansen was saying about being just pure selfish. Yeah, on the range and being, and then so you can't get no more selfish than cutting your friends out your life, can you? Like I'm just moving on on your own. Yeah, no, it's a fair, it is a fair point. It was just if there was if there was one negative for me out of that, it was that when Steve mentioned that on his interview, I was thinking surely you shouldn't have cut him out of his life when when you consider what they've been through. The majority, no, of course, no, one million percent. That was all. That was I didn't like that bit at after all. the after the Hoy Lake Open. And the way they embraced at the end when he won without his father yeah. and Tiger's crying his eyes out and he's there for him, do you know what I mean? It's just like little things like that. You should be able to just maybe think, all right, yeah, you've made a business decision, but my business decision is, fuck you, I'm not, you're not caddying for me ever again. Stay with that, stay with Adam Scott. But, but you don't know how the, it's like, but it's like an ex-girlfriend, isn't it? Like you can say, oh, they, they were great friends and they were, they were going to be in love, they were going to get married at one point and now they don't speak. It's like, what happened there? It's a relationship at the end of the day. Yeah. And he, he was doing something for him, and then he broke up, and then he doesn't want to see him ever again. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He got dumped. <laughs> <laughs> well and truly. In the he bit. got well and truly finished. Slammed up. But um, another, a few little mad ones. The fella who was reporting on the sex scandal, do you know what his name was? What? Thomas Bonk. <laughs> Did you oh, clock that? Did, Did you clock that? 
I didn't know. No, and then like I'll obviously there's Dina Parr, which we mentioned, which was his first girlfriend. And then one of the hostesses, I come up and it was like, and I was like, this is taking the piss now. Her name was Tiffany Masters. And I was just like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon when he's getting introduced to these people, like as soon as you say a word that's relevant to, to golf tigers, it just tings something in his brain to think, right? Yeah, and he's me. like, I need you. Yeah. yeah, I need you in my life. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but one one little word of warning that I'd give out if 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 anyone idolizes them like the way I do, and you're watching it with your girlfriend, she might start questioning you and looking at you in a little bit of a different light as to why you idle a sex pervert. <laughs> and she's like, how can you look? How can you look up to him when he's like he's he's this and he's that? And I'm like, I look up to his golf skills. I don't look up to his like. He's yeah. like, that is disgusting what he was up to in Vegas and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> but moving on, part two there. One thing, obviously, I don't know whether I should laugh at this, but it was hilarious, where he gets arrested and then the police officer turns around and says to him, do, do me a favour and count from A to Z uh, really slow. And he goes, do you understand? And he goes, yeah, he goes, what have I just said? And then what does he say? Don't say the he national anthem. He says, say the national anthem backwards. <laughs> And he goes, okay, buddy. And nearly fell off the couch. Oh, the police officer goes, um, he goes, do you know where you are? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to Orange County, like, which is in California. And he's like, well, you're in Jupiter, Florida right now. Yeah. <laughs> he, he must goes, have been so high, man. And he goes, have you, he's like, have you been drinking? And he goes, no. Ty goes, no. And then the busy goes, you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he just yeah. looks whacked on his face. He does. I mean, it is dangerous getting into a car in those situations, but I mean, he even even talks about the fact that he had to get helped off the floor. He was in that much pain. It's hard to think what his life must have been like back in them situations, which makes it, which makes that comeback just like that's so incredible. Starting at the Zozo and then the Tour Champs to then come win the Masters. It's just oh like, my god! Like emotions, I was literally the emotions I was, were as high as as as, yeah. high as they were when when it really happened. You know, when that hug with Charlie and then it goes back to oh mate, I was well, I was well enough. It's mad. Well and not watching it. Madness, honestly. It's definitely like I wouldn't tell anyone not to watch it though, the way you were. No. It was definitely a birdie from last week. I won that yeah. one if we were having a competition. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I was I was put off by some of the stuff, but obviously there's a there's a segment in the middle where yeah, it does uh, whether the, some of the stuff that's on there is true or false or people are just doing it to add drama. We don't we'll never know. Like, you've got to remember, like, that Dina Parr, like, this first bird, like, oh, if I had Tiger, like, I knew he this, I knew he wasn't ready, I knew this, I knew that. Yeah, but, like, he, he's he gone on to, he wanted to be the best ever, and you need to make, make sacrifices to do that. And he had to sacrifice you, sorry, love. And, and he's gone on, and he is the greatest ever, so... Yeah. No, like, one, can, no what, one can really look back at his decisions and say he's made the wrong decision, because no. if you look at his career, look, look, where he, look where he's got to, like... Exactly. Obviously, what he was doing in the background—you don't know how long that was going on for in Vegas and things—but that, yeah. that could have been the reason he was so successful. It was wrong exactly, what he was yeah. wrong what he was doing, but it might have been his his reason for being so successful. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know how someone manages to have like a lived fifteen different lives. Uh, one more little thing on him. Did you notice when his dad died and he started going to like Navy Seal clear out yeah. things, and battered and all that, like and yeah. and then do, do like doing all mad things, and I was just like, wow, he's mental. It is, yeah. It's a, and then he got back to the world number one. It does make it's you think that it's like the adrenaline. I don't know whether it's like an adrenaline thing. So well, it is, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the, the cheating, whether that gives him an adrenaline with the then obviously he's realised he's being caught cheating, so he needs another adrenaline rush. What what else can he do? Right, I'm gonna go and do. I'm gonna go jump and do out the, of a plane. Jump out of a plane. That maybe that's what he needs. And it was only 
after he'd went to he went to rehab, didn't he? And it was after the rehab where obviously I think that's maybe maybe turned them round. So he maybe doesn't need that adrenaline rush no more. He's a bit more. I think they just. I think then people do they just go to rehab just to have a chat with other celebs and be like, "Are you here just to blag it as well?" And they're all like, <laughs> "Yeah." And then he come out and just going back onto what they were up to. Yeah. He's went to rehab now. He's clean. Like to me, probably had glasses go in the rehab centre. <laughs> Don't you do right? Um, hey, wait, hey, one more, one more little bit on it. Did you see um, when he and the 2008 US Open and Williams says to him, oh, "I think you better maybe call it quits on this one." Yeah. Sit down. He says, "Fuck, Fuck you, you, Stevie. I am winning this golf tournament." And he wow. and does it, man, with one wow. leg. It's like wowza. You need that sort of cutthroat thing. And that's why he's obviously got no friends left. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is, yeah. Fuck you, Steve. I'm going to win, and he won. I couldn't believe it. That was just... That for me, to win a with a double fracture, broken leg, whatever you want to call it, and to win a golf tournament, man, there's nothing the man can't do. So that's why we need to see him back at the Masters, because you just don't don't know. You just don't know. He could turn up the Masters, and he'll just give us 2019 all over again, and that's exactly what we need. But one thing I will say before we finish on the the Tiger documentary is... How much scumbags news reporters are? Like, oh, mate, chasing them around and like following up the other girls and like, oh, mate, picking up, picking up the, picking up the, um, the tampon. Oh, uh, do you know? Oh, lad, to, like they're that desperate for a news story. That's just the scummiest thing. You and kept like, the fo- tampon as proof. Like, if you follow somebody around for long enough, as they're doing with Target, you're gonna find something out about everybody. Whether it's whether it's whether it's reportable in the news, obviously, it was a big scandal, so it was massive for them. But like. You're invading his privacy, like you're not giving him anything, no breathing space, nothing, and you're just on his case all the time. And even mm-hmm. following his wife and asking his wife, what do you think when she's getting out the car with the kids? I know some of the questions these... are saying, like, are you happy? Like, do you think Tiger's with this? You are going to get back with him? You're going to forgive him? It's like, just leave it. She's mean to enough. Just leave it alone. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And then a daughter comes in and they're talking about, like, I've got a boo boo and it's in my heart. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, mate, I know. I've never, I've never actually heard Tiger's ex. Birds ever speak me like the Swedish into I've never actually heard a voice at all. Like, you just well, they, don't see it, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. The, there was quite a big settlement, wasn't there? Um, yeah. of, on the divorce, so maybe as part of that settlement, it was you can't say a no, but I don't mean like uh, speak about it, I just mean oh. in general, hear a voice. Ah, uh, yeah, you've <laughs> never, actually, I've never heard yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't know what relevance that's got to anything like what. It's it's the relevance is that it's got no relevance and it moves us nicely on to the golf review. There we go. <laughs> the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. Flawless performance from Tyrrell Hatton. You know what? I was like, I've been working with Dave a lot, talking about like getting me hips through and moving me hips and, and blocking the wrists out. And then it just showed, like, Hatton doesn't do none of that. So it just shows you there's more than one way to skin a cat, isn't it? Like, he, he, he hardly turns and he gets dead wristy with it, but he absolutely buttons it, doesn't he? Fifth yeah, in the world now. I know. Well, he's exactly. won, like, he won, he won the BMW. He's done well over in America, and then now he's he's won that, hasn't he? Yeah, he won in America, yeah. Oh, yeah, he won it. Oh, so he's won, like, three in the last couple of months, hasn't he, really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like he won three in his last seven starts or something like that, the, the, the stats were. You can fact-check that, but I think... Um, and there's a, and, he's, and to be honest, the, the other four that he didn't win, he was up there anyway. Yeah. He's just picked up so much form, and it shows now because he's fifth in the world. He's overtook, he's overtaking Rory McIlroy in the world rankings now. So uh, I think Rory's down to seventh. Can he get to number one, Tiddle? Um, well, how can you say no? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, DJ's not really playing, but it depends because like everyone thinks he can get this world number one spot, and DJ just comes back out and just wins. DJ Ram Thomas. 
and then I think he four. can definitely get. I think he can million percent get to number two if the, if 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 um, Thomas has gone off the boiler touch and it depends how, how Ram and DJ come 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 back out. Yeah, yeah. It Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's. Well, well, Rams, the, Rams, yeah, playing, Rams playing Tory Pines this week, Farmers Insurance. So, yeah, well, to uh, answer that question, you can't say no. What about a major then? Yeah, you can't. You can't how can you rule it out if he's winning golf tournaments yeah. against the best in the world? Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, like it's he's beating what's in front of him. There's no yeah. DJ, there's no um, Ram to beat. So, if he is put up against them, then you can see how he's going to fare. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't see why not. And he's, he's gone into that final round behind. Rory McIlroy yeah. playing playing with him and ends up beating Rory by five shots. Like, so yeah, like even Nicola comes in all the time and goes, There's the hoodie man. That's Cyril. <laughs> she knows like she's on, like his face has just been everywhere. Like he's just yeah. he's the main man now, isn't he? Yeah. Especially yeah, like it's, it's it's in Ryder Cup here, it's just great to see that we've got standout players performing. Um, you look at that yeah. leaderboard, you look at that leaderboard last week going into Sunday. First Rory McIlroy, second Tittle Hatton, third Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. Matthew Fitzpatrick didn't perform too well. Um, he's he's one of the other English lads that that are up that are in the in the top twenty in the in the world rankings. But for those three to be up there and they're the best that we've got from a Europe American yeah. standpoint, it's just it's it's a great start to see in the season when we we know what's coming in September at Whistling Straits. America's second best player is there is there as well, and he's nowhere to be seen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, missed the cut. So I well, put that put that down to the old Ralphie instant, maybe though. Yeah, put it down to what you want, but it's <laughs> it, it's it's happened, Danny. <laughs> there, you, there you go, there you go. But some statistics, we know we love a stat. Um, wasn't the best off the tee till it you know? No, no. Um, fortieth in driving distance, which is never really a problem. It's it's in excess of three hundred yards, three hundred and four yards, just over. Uh, Wilco Nina Bar three hundred and forty-two, blowing everyone away as usual. Uh, top of the charts there, but uh, he only hit thirty-nine point two nine percent of fairways. 71st. So, this is Hatton, yeah. So, yeah. Um, obviously, 304 yards is, is long enough on a course like that to, to have scorable clubs in your hand, but to only hit 40% of fairways. And, and you see some of his tee shots, he was struggling. There was a few times yeah, where the he was The didn't look that thick, though, did they? I think, I think that's where you're getting away with it, because then if you round look... Around the, the greens, it looked quite thick, didn't it? If you short-side yourself on different things, but in the, just off the fairway and... And and the second the second cut was was basically perfect, and then the, even the rough what didn't look majorly thick. It was more when offline into the bushes, into the trees was. Look at him like, when look it was at, bad. Look at look at Rory on this. Was it the seventh, the par three? Um, he's missed it right, and the flag was right in the water, and they they grew the rough around the green, so it didn't roll into the water, and he got up and down like that. If if the course was playing, I wouldn't say so easy, but if it's playing scorable, surely that should be cut to the bone. And yeah, if and you hit a shot like that, and it's, water, you've, you've yeah. got nothing to save you. Yeah. So there's a couple, and obviously Rory didn't win and he ended up um, blowing out in the back nine and, 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 and fades away. But things like that in a tournament where he potentially could have turned it around could be the difference. And I just think they should, when you when looking at statistics like, like Tiddles, where he's not hitting... He's, he's hitting 40% of fairways. But then you look at his greens in regulation, he was eighth. So his iron play was unbelievable. Yeah. If you think he's well, out it, of position. It always is, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So 77.78% of greens in regulation. Uh, and if you compare that to Rory, Rory hit um, 69.45% of greens, he was 44. So from, from the positions that they were in off, off, the, off the tee, although, albeit Rory was past them because he's he's an actually big, bigger hitter. Um, yeah. 
it was Hatton's iron play that ultimately, especially on that Sunday, giving him mm. more opportunities and then a bogey-free round, winning the tournament by four in the end. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? Who um, who had the most greens? Um, greens, I don't know. Um, I didn't take that information down, but I just done some. No, because usually you've got it there. That's right. I just ask because usually you've got it there. Yeah, um, no, I didn't. One take more. That. I got a good little fact on Rory there. Do you know what his scoring average is after he's had a 64 opening round? No, go on. His scoring average is 73 on the next day. Every time he's had a 64, the next day he's, his average is 73. And this week was no different because he had a 72 on Friday. And, they, and he's had about, and that, that average is going off about six or seven or eight. I think it might be eight. Eight 64s that he's had. And then his average after. So it just shows you mental. What's mental going on there? Things. Either you're getting frustrated when you're back out there because you're not doing the same things that you did the day before, or I think that was I was going to say that's probably it. You know what you've just said there because if yeah. you think about it, if you're five under through nine, for example, and then you're only level through nine the second day, in your head you're thinking I'm five shots worse off here, and is that nobody? It wasn't even like he was. It looked mental. It was like he was hooking them at, in, in into the trees. He was making double bogeys. He was he was missing putts. He was flicking his chips miles. It was like. It, it was all going, it was like a car crash, wasn't it? Yeah. That front nine. It was, yeah. He, he had a nightmare, to be fair, didn't he? So, I don't know. It's it's just an interesting fact, isn't it? To, like, to be so many times he's done it, to so many times his average is that. Just he, must, he, must, he must look at that information, though. Surely that's, that's, that's given to him. And, I mean, what can you, I suppose, what can you do about that? If you're not because... mentally strong as well, that probably could affect you. Like, you think, Jesus Christ, my score average is 73. I need to beat that. I need to beat that. And then next minute you start snowballing. Your thoughts go everywhere. And then next minute you shoot How, 72. Uh... How can he not be mentally strong now, given what he's won and his career he's had? How can you how can Rory McElroy not be mentally strong? Um, I could tell you one reason that we keep mentioning. Go on. Being on his phone all the time. <laughs> Honestly. Becoming a celebrity. Your focus, if you focus, like like Lee Crumble was saying, if your focus is on a dimple, it's it's, it's all right. If you're on your phone, you've got ten thousand distractions. Yeah, it's about being on, yeah, being in the moment and focusing on that. But they, they, that's surely all being driven. We know that. Do you know what I mean? And we're not, we're not Rory McIlroy. We know that information. So surely, yeah, well, that, like Tiger knows that, like Shagan Bird behind his wife's back is wrong as well. But people still do things that they know are wrong. <laughs> yeah, but he's prioritizing the wins over his family. That's the problem. So he's thinking that's the right thing to do. Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. This prep's working for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So another yeah, so Rory five shots off the lead. Um, and we mentioned there, it's only it's only John Ram now ahead of Tyrrell Hatton in the in the European. He's number two and Hatton's number five. So essentially, uh, if a good a good week for Tyrrell this week uh, and Ram Ram doesn't perform too well across the pond, we could see um, a new European number one. Well, I'm glad that the um, the Tiger Woods game used to be a tribute to the world number one, isn't it? And now it's called like 2K21 or whatever. But imagine back going out and buying Tittle Hat and Golf and playing on the PlayStation. <laughs> like you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, know what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably people out there who play that game who hardly even know who he is. <laughs> yeah, he's, done, uh, he's he's just it's he's coming on strength by strength, and he's just he's yeah. come up to the same like Euro Pro Challenge Tour way, and he. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. He won't. Well, he's, he's, so even he... even the Jamiga before he got yeah. on the Euro Pro Tour. I seen a picture floating around the uh, round Twitter, a picture of him winning in 2013. I'm going to say maybe it was 2012. So only yeah. seven eight years ago, he was on the Jamiga Tour, um, and we spoke to players like Paul Kinnear, Sean Towndro. These are all following suits. They're all playing on that tour, the Euro Pro Tour, and it just shows you. Yeah, 
it could it, it take it could take years, but there is a potential if you put the effort in and yeah. game, your game's going in the right way that you can get to those levels. So it's 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 great for the future generation to see someone like Tittle Hatton following that route and getting to the top. Yeah, million percent. Boss, yeah. well, props to the lad. Well done. One more point before we move on. Um, I just wanted to mention um, Tommy because we always mention Tommy, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> Disappointing final round. Um but his game's in good shape, so I think he's had a disappointing start as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He got off yeah. after Reggie Blinker, didn't he? He did. Absolute stinker, yeah. Couldn't believe it. Like, no, I thought he was missing the cut. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went after the break, he stormed, he stormed through with like, he was like nine under, one he? In, yeah, like eight under. 15 eight, holes or something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, eight or nine under, yeah. And then he was back up there and all of a sudden, because I said to you, didn't I? I couldn't believe it. I went to sleep on that Thursday night thinking I'm gonna, I need to back Tommy here because Tommy loves that course and he's got a birdie fest in him around there. Yeah. And you get good odds on him each way to win and I didn't back it and I suppose I wouldn't have won anyway because he ends up... I backed him to win, me just on the nose. And yeah, the same it's to one, like good price, really. Yeah. And there was a couple of surprises in the top 10 as well. Uh, Australian, Jason Scrivener, he finished second overall. A f- fantastic final round of six under. And he entered the tournament 219th in the world rankings. The, in the top 10, there was another four players. So five players outside the world top 100 who finished in the top 10 that week. Uh, David Lipsky, he went in 228th in the world. Mark Warren, 221st in the world. Fabrizio Zanotti, was 372nd in the world and Chris Paisley 262. Three of we mentioned three of the top players in the world were in the top three going into the final round, but five of the final top ten were outside the world's 200. That's why I'm older than it's quite um good, isn't it? Because you could have someone from part four like coming second and all that, and you're like getting major, major points. Exactly. Moves on nicely to the to the order of merit and how that finished. Kevin sitting nicely in third, there on 30 points. Lovely. Yeah. So yeah, um, a top top scorer for the week, like you've mentioned there, why pot four is so important on the other pots. Mark Warren got 35 points. He was first in Stokes Gaines put putting for the week and he finished sixth in the tournament. So he got a top 10 finish. So it just shows the importance of picking and selecting those different pots. And we had a couple of players who picked them and they're the ones who were up there. At well, the we, top had a of couple of, we had a couple of fellas pick the winner and get minus points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck? What's going like, on, yeah? That's why it's very, very, it's already shaping up to be a very interesting um, way of doing things. Well, you'd think this would never happen, but the worst points that you could possibly get is four withdrawals or four DQs minus 80 from, for four times minus 20. But that's not going to happen. But if all your players miss the cut in all the four pots, minus 30 is the least that you can get. Um, and there's no end to the points that you can get because you've got the bonus points depending on the pot. So uh, you can pick up points here, there and everywhere. And I think it's a good balance. No, and it, it seems, is, yeah. It seems to be working out well. And everybody, we've got 37 players, so 36 players in total who've entered it. Um, I didn't get off to the best start. I got 10 points. Shane Lowry missed the cut. Um, yeah. And I had, I think, it's Mat- Matthias Schwab and uh, Ramos Hoygaard, Rasmus Hoygaard. They both made the cuts, so got me 10 points, and then Oliver Fisher missed it, but don't lose nothing for that. So I'm sitting there nicely mid-table, but you're up there. Yeah. No no big standout. Just, just all made cuts, weren't it? Yeah, Man. just made, made cuts, all yours, yeah. You um, you had... I had Westwood. Yeah, Westwood made the cut, yeah. I had Shinquin. Made the cut. I had Robert Rock. Made the cut and then and I had Jamie Donaldson. I think he, he missed, missed it, didn't he? He missed it, but you don't get you don't lose any points for that because yeah. it's part four. So yeah. yeah. Crack and start. 
crack and start indeed. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. We've got the we've got our picks again, which will come on at the very end uh, and let everyone know who we've picked for the uh, Omega Dubai Desert Classic, uh, the, the yeah. next next part of the the Dubai swing. But uh, there's more golf to talk about on the on the PGA Tour this week. See Wu Kim, three bogey free rounds to win his third PGA Tour event, and he's still only 25 years of age. He's, he rips it, doesn't he? I noticed that. I noticed another thing about him as well. He sets his driver up proper out the toe. Yeah. Like right on the edge of the toe. And, and I was like, I, I, it just looks mad. It is. It's, it's, it's what we love about the game, though, isn't it? You spoke there about Tittle Hat and not getting through Risty. You spoke with Siwoo Kim. There's two winners there who don't swing it like Tiger Woods and don't swing it like Dustin Johnson. And even Dustin Johnson, no. where he lays the club off at the top and it's just... Well, getting the ball in the hole, isn't it? And like that's what the, that's what they're doing. That's what he's done this week. See his yeah. putting. That see who Kim's putting was a joke. You see him on, on um on the last day when he shot sixty four to win, didn't he? Yeah. He on sixteen. He actually like it, it was going, and I didn't think he was actually getting there. And he started like walking a little bit, and then he like he walked in with a with his putter in the air sort of thing, like yeah. get in, like and that was his ultimately won him it by by one, didn't it? From um Cantley. Cantley, yeah, what a man. 11 birdies for an 11 under 61. That's his career best, that, and that's now notched him into the top 10 in the world. Yeah, well, he had 20 birdies in his last two rounds. Was that what it was, yeah? Yeah. Amazing Left stuff. It, isn't it? More than a... half, you should, well, half your holes with birdies in two rounds. Well, he's finished, what, he's, was 22 or 23 under par, did he finish? 20... I think 22 he finished, yeah. 22 and 23 won it, so he's 20, 20 birdies in two rounds, and he's still only finished 22 under. It just shows that... Um, obviously, what's happened Thursday? He was shy. He was shy Thursday. <laughs> I was say, yeah, just made the cut. Yeah, just scraped in, and then he ends up having a stormer for the weekend. That but... shows that again. More, more reasons to love the game because anything can happen. It is, yeah, it is. You, know what I mean? you can wire to wire it, or you can make the bubble and and win. One thing that we can predict though on the PJ tour is that Tony Fino, if he's leading going into the final day, is not going to get it done. Honestly, he needs a good word with Lee Crumbleome and Phil Kenyon. I think can just. Ship show him into um and get his mind sorted and his putting. He was hitting putts like that. You wouldn't you'd be embarrassed if you hit it when you were a twenty handicapper. It's great, yeah, it is, it is, and I don't I don't know whether that's something mentally happening to him, which means that he's not putting the way he should be, or whether it's just the fact that his putting's not the best. It's just like you no, say, it's, it's, no, no, it's, but obviously his putting's the better. Good, isn't it? He's he's a PJ Tour player. I mean, it's, under pressure. Under pressure. That's what it means. So if his mind, if his mind's not on the game, then he's he was hitting these little like fat and like put down the hill and just like dropped it about six foot short. And he was only a twelve foot putt. And I was like, he's yeah. got the halfway there. Well, he still he still finished nineteen under for the tournament and shot a four well, exactly. under four under final day. So I mean, you can't shug off a, a sixty foot a sixty eight. Sorry, four no, under. This is but... what I'm saying. But like he's shooting a sixty eight and he's still having donkey putts like that. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I, I had a look. I had a look at a com, compare and contrast because him and Siwoo Kim were both um, tied for the league going into the final round. Um, and Siwoo Kim's beaten by four shots, but on the par fives, Fina was level par for the par fives, and Kim was four under, and that ultimately was the difference. Kim yeah, scored. On, Kim scored on the par fives, and uh, and Fina never. Yeah, well, one of, yeah, one of them put I seen was it was a he missed a green tw- just to the right, chipped it up, and then. Like it's just put like six foot in thing, you know, and then knocked the next one in for par. Although he didn't, he didn't seem like he had any confidence in it, in his in his putting over the over the couple of putts that I, that I seen. Yeah, that I was thinking like, how is it? He's like he's like he fell apart. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. When he had the when he had the chance to really go out there and 
shoot the lights out. But obviously, you can't take nothing away from Kim because he shot 64 and won. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Tony Finau can get into the Ryder Cup team this year because he's all he, he is he is Mr. Consistent, really. Like he's he's yeah. always he's always up there or thereabouts. He can just never get over the line, really. So you have to talk about Cantley's top 10 in the world now. It's gonna be it's gonna be an an interesting battle for that American team as well because there's so many good players on that team, isn't there? Exactly, yeah. It's gonna be quality. I hope yeah. Swafty makes it. <laughs> I hope he makes it. You know that'll be so good, man. Swafty. Why are you calling him Swafty? Swafty, I don't know. He <laughs> just texts you saying that. That's his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Girlfriend's brilliant. Uh, and then finally, obviously, just as we're reviewing the golf, LPGA Tour was back. There's only 25 players in the field. Um, for their tournament of champions that was over at the Traquilo Golf Club in Florida. Um, Jessica Corder, she beat Danielle Kang in a playoff to win a sixth LPGA Tour victory. Um, and that's the fourth time she's won an opening event. Greg, good omens, good confidence, good mind. Go good straight start in there. To the season, yeah. Remembering what you what you done the start of last season, the start of the season before, and just hit it head on and believe in yourself. Yeah, she she played the final round with her sister Nelly. I just think that's uh, must be a mad feeling that playing with your sister. Yeah, well, the commentator said, um, like, I think Nelly like either missed the putt or, or didn't do, do quite good on a chip, and she was like, at the same time, like Jessica's got to be like, oh come on, sis, like I want you to do well, but at the same time, she wants to beat her, so it's like it must be a bit of a mad emotion to to not want someone to do something, but at the same time, wanting to do it. Yeah, and it's just yeah, there's that, and then there's also. We we've got siblings, so you know what it's like growing up with a sibling. You're at each other all the time, aren't you? Like arguing over anything and everything. And obviously, as you grow up, you mature and whatever. But there must still be something there. I don't know what their relationships like, but there still must there's always be something there. Like it's your sister, your brother. You want to beat them, like. But at the same time, they're blood, aren't they? So it must just be really awkward. I know. I just want to smash our kid and then you know. <laughs> and then you no, gotta say that <laughs> in the words of David Shackley, they'd like to beat his brains in. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. It's also worth mentioning the uh, the English the English ladies that, that that played. Georgia Hall finished eleventh, and it's also a decent tournament for Bronte, Law, and Mel Reed as well. So, nice. Yeah, but that covers the golf tour. What's your birdie this week, Kev? Obviously, interviewing Hudson Swafford after a few drinks on on Saturday night, like wow. just just get, just like that was just a mo- it was like a. Belt a moment for like for for me for you for the podcast for obviously the listeners are going to get to hear it like it was just it, that was just the best thing that happened this week for me yeah I couldn't believe it man he's just such such a great His man. message there hey guys can you can you jump on in two hours we were like no, I was like fucking get into it let's do it now let's do it live on Instagram <laughs> let's do it live on Instagram yeah we had the backwards and forth over it didn't he but like you say we've got we've got more of these to come the professional routes obviously the, the the stories that we're getting from these guys is helping a lot of people isn't it oh, yeah of course yeah million percent like yeah. it's um, what would be interesting what I did see there we could, we could tee up this lad he's only 14 he's a 4 and he messaged in saying love this podcast it'd be nice to get him on and see if he's listened to that any of the professional routes and took any advice from it and, yeah, you know going forward he's only going to be a young lad probably nervous or whatever but just or maybe just get his opinion on a little quote or whatever just to say look if you listen to them obviously you, you're, you're wanting to turn pro just have you took anything from it and, and and see if we've inspired? Do you know what I mean? The biggest, the, ultimately. the biggest takeaways I've got from the ones we've done so far while we're on the subject is it's it's mainly the the practicing. I know as a, as a junior and as a kid, I would literally I'd get a lesson, I'd go down and I would work on the lesson for a little bit, 
to try and and then when it felt comfortable, I would just hit balls with no thought process whatsoever. I would think, right, I've got that feels comfortable now. That yeah. what he's what he told me to do, whether it's a grip change, whether it's a position change, whether it's something to do with your, your your lineup, whatever it was, I would work on it until it felt comfortable, and then I would just hit balls. And I had no idea because there was we didn't use cameras back then. We didn't do anything like that really uh, on the, on the range unless we were doing a video lesson. I had no inkling as to whether I was doing the right things of what I've been told or whether in my head it was completely wrong. And I think what what we're learning from the professional route is that is probably one of the most important things for improvement is to practice with a purpose. So whether yeah. that whether that purpose is the amount of balls you hit, always plan, plan, plan and make sure that when you're practicing, there's a purpose to it. You know exactly what you want to gain out of that session so that you can continue to improve. Whereas I know from my own feedback, albeit I was never at a elite level as an amateur I was a I was a decent enough player that yeah. t- to know that I, I I did put the time in I just didn't do the right things and I've, if I'd have known the information that I know now from the professional route I think that would help me like to no end of course yeah well, you learn how to get it round don't you you learn how to play certain holes you learn your own golf swing but it only takes you so far yeah it does. So then, so then you need to learn the next. There's a there's a next level then. To, there's levels. That's it. There's levels to the game. There's levels, and then on top of that comes the money. So yeah, <laughs> have you just a thought to maybe maybe speak to him or like see if he see if it, or put it out there to anyone who's maybe thinking about turning pro to see if they want to talk about what they're gonna do or if they need us to recap anything that we've sort of learned off the professional route or whatever. Yeah, no, this could be interesting. Oh, definitely, and we're getting we're getting them on YouTube now. The videos, slowly yeah. but surely, we're, we're growing up our YouTube page, ready for when we do some on course stuff. But they'll all be on there that people can go back and they can watch them as many times as they want and certain elements and what. And I say use that to their advantage. Of course, no, good birdie, good birdie. What's your birdie? Can I you Johnson? I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're gonna say that? Can I you Johnson? Unbelievable story. He's playing this week. Uh, at the farmer's insurance, his story is just like, wow. So he lived in his grandmother's with six others, and he used to sleep under the dining room table. Um, he was outside his house just swinging a stick, and some guy from the golf club seen him, liked, his, liked the look of his swing, took him to the golf club, understood that he'd come from a bit, a bit of a poverty background, so couldn't really afford to play. And he made they made this guy like part of the golfing family. And then he continued to improve, get better. Um, he, he struggled in school before dropping out. He's the most money he's ever won to date is sixteen k. Um, never known, never knew his father. Just one thing after another. Um, and he's made it onto the PGA Tour this week. Nice. And I just it's just an unbelievable story. I didn't read it fully in depth. I just took the points out of it. But if anybody wants to understand that story more and get the get the facts i would i would certainly say go on the pj tours website or, or type his name in i'm gonna i'm gonna go on straight in a minute come are you come are you johnson the story's Kamayu unbelievable johnson. it reminds me a bit of the blind side have you seen the film the blind side yeah 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 where the nfl player gets taken in by the family and then he becomes, yeah. an, he becomes an nfl player because you can even though educationally he wasn't the best it seems the same he struggled in school he dropped out he had no financial help from anybody. He slept on the floor under a dining room table, which I think is just mad. Um, but it's obviously what people go through. Um, and then, yeah, he was lost before golf, didn't have no 
visions or anything to, to look forward to. And then now he's playing on the sleep PGA under the Tour. Table? Like, what was what was the point? Why, what well, was because that? there was there was six others there, so there's just no room for it. It was only a two bedroom house or apartment or whatever it was. So there's only two bedrooms. There's there's so what is this? Six others, the grandmothers, eight of them living in the house. Maybe it was warmer under the dining room table. Maybe it had them cloths around it. I don't know. Like yeah. a little, like a little den for them. No idea. I just think, I just think for me that was me birdie reading that story and obviously where he's come, where he's come from and what he, what where he's at now. I just think it's amazing. I hope he does. No, so it well is quality, un- unbelievable to be honest. Yeah, Cam you Johnson. Yeah, I would, I would advise well, anybody. Guess, uh, we will post the story on the on the social. Yeah, let's do that. We'll post the story. Yeah. yeah, we will. We'll do that straight away. Yeah, but that's me birdie for the week. Yeah, brilliant. Right, so do you want to go with the bogey or should I go? Bogey for me, um, I'll go first because it's just a, it's, it's a repeat of what we spoke about before. It's just Tiger surgery um, out indefinitely. Is he making the Masters? Isn't he making the Masters? Um, and it was just a real a real disappointing piece of news. But the reason he's me bogey and not me bust is because of uh, the fact that it's potential and it's short term. If it was yeah. out for the Masters, then it's 100% justifiable. But yeah, birdie, the bogey yeah. this week is, is the Tiger surgery and that, that news. What about yourself? So my bogey is, um, as you're watching the, the McGregor fight, Rory McIlroy's tweet comes up saying like, let's go, Notorious, or whatever, because it was nine o'clock, Abu Dhabi time, morning time, wasn't it? Yeah. The McGregor fight. And then Rory was obviously over there as well. So where where is Rory at like nine o'clock in the morning to be sending that tweet out? Like is he on the range? Like what time? What time was his tee off? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't care what like what time it is really. Like he's, if he's waking up that day, the golf Lean. wasn't the only thing on his mind. Like he's he's thinking about Conor McGregor. That's a mean? great. That's a great shout. Yeah, yeah. So and that goes back to the phone down. Yeah. Why is he? Why is he? Why is he bothered about? All right, Conor McGregor might be his friend. You know what I mean? It, it's that that's fair unless enough, but... someone else has got hold of his Twitter like a management thing or whatever they've just put it out there because the, he's like mates or whatever but I don't know the way Rory's on his phone I'd say, I'd say he's got pretty much good good uh, hands but on sure, him but surely Rory has got to make that decision to say do us a favour while I'm playing will you just will you tweet out to so so Connor sees it and he sees that yeah. I'm wishing him good luck because he's yeah. a good friend the man alright yeah that's fair enough but why are you bothered about that why aren't, why isn't your man fully focused on winning the HSBC exactly. Abu Dhabi Championship yeah. Yeah. So, and then he didn't win it, did he? So, I know he didn't. And then, yeah, down, he could could come down to lack of concentration. Could come down. Could be anything, but it just like it's just a little crack that, that you can see, isn't it? So, yeah, it is. Okay. You're right. Yeah, he needs to be fully focused on what 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 what's what ahead. The task while we're on yeah. while we're on the HSBC, there, I'll go with me bust first as well. So, it's it's similar, really. My bust is Tommy and Rory's final round. Um, yeah. We thought we were in for an unbelievable finish to an unbelievable week of golf. And then the pair of them just both finish over par for the day and fade off. And pretty much, obviously, Tyrrell had to go out and shoot, shoot, play the golf, but they put him under no pressure whatsoever. And no. he ended up, he ended up easing to victory, really. So that was the bust for me, just the anti climax of the whole HSBC event and um, the fact that it was teed up to be an unbelievable finish. And then that's what we got. Yeah, justifiable bust. My bust is a bit more of a personal one, to be honest. All my idols have crumbled. Tiger Woods' back is finished and McGregor got sparked out. (laughs) (laughs) They really are your two heroes. My whole whole world has just crumbled. Like my whole, everyone I idolise is just getting bladded. It all makes for the better comeback, though. I need to find some new idols, man. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, just McGregor losing and Tiger's back being cabbage. I was just looking, thinking. 
They, they are—they're my two biggest things that I like. What who I like watching? <laughs> Unbelievable. Birdie bogey bust. Yeah, so that's the new way that we're doing it every week now. Um, we'll come with a birdie bogey bust each, and we'll iron them out and we'll talk about them. But no, yeah. very, very justifiable, interesting, interesting information. So. More golf to look forward to that this week. It just doesn't stop the... And we'll start on the PGA Tour with the Farmers Insurance Open. We mentioned before that it is back at Tory Pines South, uh, which is an absolute... We always talk about Bombers course. This is your Bombers course. 7,765 yards. It's the longest course on the PGA Tour. So uh, the USGA are unlikely to change anything in anticipation of the US Open, which is in five months' time. It's like you'd think anyone that wanted to win that would be... Turning up at that event, obviously that's why Rory's gone over, isn't it? Rory's, yeah, Rory's playing there this week. He's gone over. Um, Casey's come the other way. We'll talk about that 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 soon. But I just think some of the, I don't know whether they're contracted into these things because I know the PJ Tour and the European Tour have done a bit of a merge, haven't they? And yeah, the the trying to share fields and and stuff. But yeah, um, you'd think, wouldn't you? If you got five months um, before the Tory Pines US Open, this is perfect preparation for it. I mean, perfect. why was why would you not play a tournament that's Going to host a major this year, like and, and have a preparation and practice in tournament golf. It's mad. Yeah, it, it I don't is. See but, why you wouldn't? Yeah, it is. But at the same time, uh, you you also want the European Tour to to that. No, events. but I don't mean. I don't even mean from that from that from like people who are on the European Tour. Fair enough, play the European Tour, but people who just aren't playing. Like oh, like Dustin Bryce and Bryson, DJ, like yeah, world number one and what four or whatever they are, like, yeah. What are they doing? But then what I did notice is they were both on the poster for the Saudi um what the one in Saudi next week. So maybe money talks in, in that in that respect. And they and, and they do you know what I mean? And they've gone over to the to Saudi and, and they're putting the, the money before the maybe the experience for the year. Regardless of who's playing and whether they're playing or not, it's still an action-packed field. You've got John Rahm's oh, yeah. playing, Rory McElroy, Brooks Kepka's there, Ricky Fowler, uh, Matthew Wolf, um Pad, Paddy Reed, I think Patrick Reed's playing there. I'm not sure. I could have to fact check that. I'm not sure if Patrick Reed is playing, but um, just a whole host of top, top, top quality players. Yeah, yeah. But I like it when they when they, when they both got good events, and you've got the like the Dubai early, and then you've got the you can do your go about your day, and then you've got the PJ tours. Look forward to in the night. Yeah, everyone's going to be playing the Tory Pines North once before the 36 old cutoff, so they're spreading it across the two courses. But it's going to be the final two days that's going to host. The uh, the South Coast is going to host the the final thirty six holes, and that's where the US Open is going to be. More the reason as to DJ. another one to look forward to. I just can't work out DJ's DJ's game plan, really. To be honest, but well, anyway, you probably proved me wrong by winning it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I win in Saudi, yeah. And there you go, Kev. <laughs> oh no, win Saudi and then go and win Tory Pines in the uh, oh, and he win the US Open anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, you were you you obviously had the right game plan, then didn't you, Dustin? Brilliant stuff. But yeah, we just mentioned that there then, back onto the European Tour. That's where we'll be concentrating on the Order of Merit this week. So we've got yeah. the Omega Dubai Desert Classic at the Emirates Golf Clubs. Tea times are out now, so we can go through different groups of the tea times. Um, Fleetwood's playing with Westwood and Wiesberger. Nice. Decent group. Garcia is playing with Morikawa. Colin Morikawa's over to play. Um, he's going to do that European thing again anyway. He, like, he probably end up winning this week. And then win, win the race to Dubai. And then win the race to Dubai without setting foot on the continent of Europe. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. You can see it happening, can't you? But he's playing with Tittle Hatton as well. So I'm looking forward to that group, Garcia. That'll be a stellar group, that one. Yeah, Garcia, 
a past winner, won in 2017, playing at Moddy Cower and Hatton. Um, so, yeah, then you've got uh, Justin Rose, Cabrera Brea and um, Herbert. Herbert was the, um, is the defending champ, Lucas Herbert. So right. Rose forward. has won it before as well. And then you've got Casey, we mentioned before, Paul Casey's um, played at the American Express last week and he's taking the trip over over here to, to play to play this this week. And he's good be playing. effort. Very good effort, yeah. So he's going to be playing with Rasmus Hoygaard, my pick last week, uh, and Ian Poulter. And then you've got Fitzpatrick, Perez and Stenson um, playing together too. So Stella Nice cast. guy, that's Perez, isn't he? I watched a little video on him. Seems like a really, really nice guy. Yeah, the golf TV. Yeah, I was surprised yeah. to see he's, he he lives in Scotland. Him. I know what, what sort of life. What sort of life choice is that? Be careful what you say about the Scots. There's plenty you listen. <laughs> I mean, the boss golf course is boss that, but in, like just torrential weather and like, you could live anywhere. Do you know what I mean? It's cold. It's cold. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe he likes that. Maybe he likes that. The fact that he can just go and play the links every day. But he's flying, mm-hmm. isn't he? Perez flying. Yeah. Another good turn. Another good. Another good event this week as well. So yeah, looking at the course, then you've got seven thousand four hundred and twenty-four yards. So, bit of a bit of a beast again. Um, yeah, yeah, par seventy-two, par seventy-two. Yeah. So looking forward to looking forward to it. Looking forward to another four days of unbelievable golf, stellar cast. So be interesting. So who do you think is going to win? Let's go with your picks. Well, that's what that, like most of my information is based on. Well, most of my picks are based on like a little bit of past information. So. I've gone for uh, Fitzpatrick because obviously he, he won in the um, in Dubai. Obviously, different course, but same country, nice field not so long ago. Yeah. Good form coming in. So I've gone with him. Uh, pot two, Stephen Gallagher. He's yeah. um, he's won this event back to back. Yeah. I think it was did, yeah. um, 08 and 09. Oh, no. Yeah. 10 11. It was just after Target anyway. So 10 11, I think. So back to back winner at, at this course. Um. Kiradek Afi Barnrat just because he's an absolute legend on Lee Cumberland's <laughs> videos and big smiley head on him. Happy man. A very happy and, um, man. Jazz Jane Watanadadadad. Yeah, I'm glad you got to say that. Watanadadadad. Yeah. I was really impressed, impressed last week with him. Like, look, boss. Yeah, he did look very well. Yeah. He did. It's all picked, based on like picked past up, winners picked, and picked up some good points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, my picks, Tommy. Pick one. Pot one, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, yeah. Just think the way he's playing at the moment. He obviously had a very bad start and a bad final round, but you take those errors out, he's probably going to win the tournament. Uh, I know you yeah. can say, I know you can say if, but some maybes about everything. But well, if, you, if your auntie had balls, you'd be your uncle, sort of thing. Keep <laughs> <laughs> that up nicely for you there, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, Tommy. He's playing well. Um, still getting used to his new equi- equipment, I imagine. So you know, he's just. Yeah, I just, I just, I just think he's, he's gonna bit of a cop out there. He, I know he's only just signed with Taylor May, but he's been using all his equipment for a while. Yeah, okay, you've got me there. <laughs> he had the TF prototypes made a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> made the Sim Two driver. Then there we go. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, pot two, uh, Adri Arnaus. Unbelievable event last week. Um, played very, very well. Um, so no other reason than the fact of form again. Um, just yeah. looking at how they performed last week to to how they're going to perform this week. Um, Hoi Tong Lee, really? Lee. He missed the cut last week, but he won this tournament back in 2018 on this course. So um, yeah, he's very familiar with what what needs to be done to win out there. And coming from pot three, um, he makes the cut. 
then yeah. you, you're, in, you're in for the points. He's off, you? isn't he? And final one, to somebody, again, played well last week, keeping to that theme, Victor De Buisson, Um made De the Buisson, cut last week. De Buisson, yeah, De Buisson, yeah. He's had quite a quite a decent career, to be fair, the Frenchman. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I think the way he played last week and, um, and being in pot four, then... It just shows you, like, experience and little things can help you scrape the cut. You know what I mean? And yeah. then and then you're getting more points for your pot four. So, a lot more thinking... Pot four, I don't anticipate um, Debuisson's going to come and win the win the tournament. But if he makes Why the not? cut, if he makes the cut or finishes top ten, look at Mark Warren last week, and we just mentioned there five of the top ten in last week's tournament were outside the top two hundred in the world. So um, they all pot four as really. I'm not sure because we based we based it on rankings from last year's race to Dubai from last year's yeah, standards. If the, if the first one's in the world, they're not exactly going to be top of the race to Dubai, are they? Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be close, close enough. Pot three or pot four, but yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm anticipating I'm anticipating some good points. Got 20 points to catch up on you on now. I believe you're ahead again. Yeah, you've been anticipating good points since the start before we done started the last order. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, look, it's, it's non-stop with the golf, innit? We've got Saudi next week. Um, we've got the waste management over in, uh, over in America. Uh, in a couple in a couple of weeks' time, then you have got the Florida Florida swing. In didn't, we invi- didn't we just get invited to that? That's the yeah. way I read it. That's the way I read it. You should come over, guys. I was like, you need to get over. that's one tournament. You need to get. You need to go to guys. I was like, yeah. is, that an, is that an invite, Hudson? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no problem coming over, mate. <laughs> but yeah, so can't wait for that one. Then you've got the WGC, the Florida swing starting. Um, the WGC event at the um, concession golf club. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, three tournaments, the Arnold Palmer. Well, speaking done. about of concessions, should we just do a quick run through of the 1947 Ryder Cup or is anyone give a bollocks about that? Yeah, no, let's do. We said we promised it. We promised it. We did promise it. So, yeah, we promised it every week. I think people will give a fuck about it, even if it's just a quick, a quick run through of how the tournament went, how it started. Um, who won and then say it's Ryder Cup year let's just keep the Ryder Cup theme throughout the year well because you said there's 30 odd weeks to the Ryder Cup and there's 30 odd Ryder Cups to do yeah. so I, um, I haven't got that much on it but I've got a little bit so it was the one post-war post-World War 2 wasn't it yeah it's the first um, one there was a break wasn't there for about 15 yeah. years or so, or so, so this is this is 1947 yeah and um, it was the 7th Ryder Cup and it was in November First to the second of November, nineteen forty-seven, at the Portland Golf Club in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. So November's due a bit later. Not usually it's the September now, isn't it? It's September, yeah. And it's, that's, yeah. it's it's interesting that it's only two days and not three. Well, it, what else is more interesting is do you know what the score was? Go on. Eleven-one to America. To the USA. Yeah. They used to they used to batter the Europe always. Like they used to just. Well, like I had heard of Henry Cotton was the captain. I think I've heard of him in the back of my mind somewhere. But they had like Sneed, Nelson, Barry Nelson, and Ben Hogan. Yeah, bye bye. So like they, and then <laughs> so like you're looking on getting a whooping there, aren't you? Really? Was, the, was this the, was this was this the one? If I remember rightly, uh, and I could be wrong here. Fact check this because I haven't really looked into the forty-seven. But I'm pretty sure from previous reading that wasn't didn't. Didn't somebody in America, the guy who, who ran that golf course in Oregon, didn't he? Didn't he fund? Because the, the European team couldn't afford to come over, and I'm pretty sure that they funded the flight to come over. And... Well, yeah, well, well, fact check, fact check. They actually travelled by boat. Well, they funded the boat trip then. No, oh, right, okay. 
He did. He, 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 I'm, I'm, does it's either, it, yeah, definitely post war. I'm actually, you can fact check this, but I'm pretty 95% sure that this is, this is correct information. And then he gave them all a welcome pack. And then every, every year, I think, or every Ryder Cup year, he sent them out the same players a welcome pack each time. Just nice. carried on sending them stuff. Well, I didn't get that far into it. I was just gathered a touch of, a little touch of information on the, who played and who travelled by boat because they, they boarded the Queen Mary from Southampton to put to Portland. No one uh, they got they, beat then. They left How on November the, they left on October the 18th. <laughs> <laughs> so they had they few... must have been exhausted by the time they got there. Yeah, well, do you know what do you know what's mad as well? The youngest player in the um, USA team was 30 in them yeah. days, and the average age of the British team was 37. Interesting. So, like, imagine, yeah, get, imagine, imagine getting turned over eleven one and having to jump back on that on that. Boat I know. All the 40, way back. You're forty years of age, just thinking, "Oh my god, my wife's gonna kill me when I get back." I've done nothing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just well, a little. That's just a little touch on that. No, we will. USA, we'll bring, USA one nil. We'll bring. We'll bring more. We'll bring more to the to the Ryder Cup talk as as the years progress. Well, I wasn't gonna do it, and I just thought I get a little bit of information just in case. And I thought we'll bang it in there, and then we're off now, aren't we? We're we'll start somewhere. Now. Remember, well, there you go. Yeah, we'll start. So next year we'll move on to the forty nine, and we'll just continue from there, eh? Right up to next the, next to year. Time. Yeah, next year. Yeah, we'll do that. Did I say next year. <laughs> It's getting late. We've 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 been over the hour. You know what happens? I start I start losing my touch. Yeah, you start discombobulating when it gets past that. <laughs> right then. Well, well it's it. been great. It's been boss talking to you again. Obviously, as always. As always, my friend. Yeah, as I say, the golf courses will be open soon enough, and we'll be back. Oh, to please! It. I'm pretty uh, sure they're open now. Speaking of Scotland, not being a good place to live. I'm pretty sure they're open in Scotland, like very soon, or if not now, fact check. Fact check. Yeah, because I think they've got stronger restrictions than those, haven't they? I'm going to have to look into that one. I'm going to have to look into that one. <laughs> on a nice note to finish on. Yeah. <laughs> Couple of fact checks. You, you, you leave them on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Brilliant. Right then. Um, everyone enjoy your golf. Get your picks in. Everybody that's entering. Yeah, get your picks in, man. Anybody who's not already following us across the social medias, uh, at Bogey Boys Pod, give us a follow. Um, Tell your friends. Tell your friends, yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube page as well. Uh, if you type in Bogey Boys Golf Podcast, we're there. There's not much. We've been a bit slack there. on that because it's yeah. hard. They're getting them uploaded and edited and all that. But I think we might just hoist hoist the load on there very very shortly. Yeah, we'll get them all on the Hudson Swafford's definitely going on there. Lee Crumble Holmes yeah. going on there. We've got. So we just get the we, we are promising the episodes on there, aren't we? But I think we should um, just content getting them professional routes on there and then move forward from there once we've once we've done them all. Yeah, we will. But let's say just subscribe so you don't miss them when they're uploaded. Oh, million percent, yeah. And yeah, we hope you continue to enjoy this journey we're on. Unbelievable. Get Get your picks in and enjoy the golf, most importantly. Until next week. Bye. Ciao. Thank you.